Hi everyone, Greg Marshawn here. Welcome back to the Thoughts from the Repair Shop Rescue Coach podcast. In this episode, I want to talk about changing shop culture. Organizational culture is a is a challenge in many organizations, and changing that organizational culture is possibly the hardest thing that any organization can do. It, it's it's without a doubt difficult. It's possible. Don't get me wrong. It's possible, but it takes time and it takes effort. And before you can even make those changes, I believe that you kind of got to understand how the current culture got this way. What what were the contributing factors to creating the negative culture or um let's just say that maybe it's not a negative culture, maybe it's a it's a culture that you just don't want. How, how do we get here? Was it something that was inherited? Was it something that, that was created? If it was created, who created it? So we've got to understand that. And, and that that can be that can be very difficult because if I'm gonna if I'm gonna speak quite frankly to you, uh, I am gonna say that culture in smaller organizations is generally created from the top down. Now there, there are many, many discussions about this and about where and how culture gets created, and, and some will say it's bottom-up. Uh, I, I maintain that in, in smaller organizations, organizations of, of fewer than 30 employees, that much of the culture is top-down. I, I am very, very fond of saying that in the automotive repair industry especially, businesses are built in the image of their owner. And what I mean by that is the owner's personality creates the culture. The owner's personality you can find in many aspects of of the business. If the owner of the business is is steady and careful and kind of a a low-key uh, high integrity individual, then that's what I expect to find in the organization. The organization is steady. They're very consistent. They, uh, nothing bothers them. They, they don't get all out of whack. Uh, most of their employees don't have tempers because when the culture gets built and an employee gets hired, if they don't fit the culture, they don't tend to stay. And so you have to be aware, especially if you're a shop owner, uh, listening to this, you have to be aware that culture truly is created from the top down. And sometimes that's through personality. Um, most of the time it's through unintentional actions. It's, it's the way you learn to do it. It's the way somebody else taught you to do it. And, and you never, you never meant for it to, to get this way. And, you know, that was, I, I'll never forget visiting with a, with a shop one day and, and we're standing outside this gentleman's organization, and he looks at me and he says, I, I don't know what happened. How did it get like this? This is not what I ever meant. This is not what I started out to create. And, you know, I said to him, nobody meant for things to get this way. It, it was one decision here, one decision there, one hire there, one firing here. And the next thing you know, you, you built this thing one piece at a time without being intentional about any of it. 
And when there's, you know, sometimes there's, there's co-owners, sometimes there's managers, sometimes there's, there's friends that work within the organization. And, and these personalities all play a part in building that, that culture. Because when we, when we hire, we tend to hire people that fit the culture that we have established. And this is kind of a, it's a definitely a psychological thing, right? Because we, we didn't, you would push back and you say, but Greg, I did not mean to hire these people. I did not mean to create this culture. Well, you did not, but you do tend to hire people that fit your personality, whether it's somebody that you can, you can dominate, that you can be domineering over, whether it's somebody that you think will do your bidding, whether it's somebody that you think is stronger than you are and more organized than you are, you'll, you'll maybe intentionally hire somebody like that. But oftentimes, if we, don't, if we don't have an interview process, if we don't have an onboarding process, if we don't have a really strong awareness of who we are as an owner and a manager, then we don't always have the ability to hire the right fit to create the culture that we want to create. And so we end up with a culture unintentionally because we hire people like us or we hire people that that you know we somewhere deep in our conscious we want working for us formal processes can sometimes overcome these weaknesses but really if you want to change organizational culture it's got to start from the top and hiring is going to be a part of it on a side note leadership within can work to change organizational culture if you've got some individuals that that really truly want to see the culture change that really truly want to see the business succeed it will take longer but it can be effective um, and you know look sometimes all it takes is one individual within the organization to accept the role of leader or a leadership role maybe i should say because they may not be the leader of the organization but they could be the leader of the culture change uh, and they make the necessary changes over time. And the next thing you know, you've got a, you've got a different organization. So if, if you feel like you have kind of a poisonous culture or, or you're looking at your business from the outside and, and you say, ah, I just, I don't know how it got like this. This is not what I want. Just know that it can be changed. It will take intent. Uh, it will take patience. It will take time, but we can do it. I, I suggest that there's, there's three steps to doing this. Um, I would say that that probably the first step is identifying what the culture is is affecting, meaning why is the culture we have so so not so awesome now? Why is it so bad now? How is it hurting us now? Uh, and the reason that I do this is is because we have to have some sort of incentive to make change, right? We we don't just humans don't just make change to make change, because change pushes us outside of our comfort zone, and the way the brain is wired, it always wants us back into our comfort zone. So we have to create a new normal. And oftentimes we create a new normal by saying, well, this is what's wrong with the current normal. This is why we cannot do this. Um, maybe as a business, you can't survive this way financially. Maybe, maybe the culture is such that it chases customers away and that's just no good. Um, maybe it's, it's you know financial again, but maybe it's because you're middle-aged and you're you're seeing the retirement years coming and you realize oh my goodness i'm not going to be able to make enough money like this and so we need higher production we need higher customer satisfaction we need more gross profit we need people that will pay attention to these things 
We need individuals that will take on a leadership role, that will will manage some of these things so that I can work on the business and not in the business. So identify what that culture that you don't like is affecting right now. And we're going to use that uh, as both motivation to change culture and as a, as a start to implement some processes to change those things as well, those things that you identify are being affected. The second step is you've got to measure. You've got to identify what metric is is going to kind of measure that culture meaning if if we have a negative culture that's affecting customer satisfaction and we just we lose every customer that our marketing brings in then what metric can we actually measure that will show we're making a change in customer satisfaction you know maybe it's maybe it's ROs per day i mean it could be it could be something as simple as that Maybe it's repair orders per service advisor. Maybe it's dollars per repair order. Um, could even be number of customers a day. But, but we want a way of measuring this because what we're going to do, we can't just fire everybody and start over. As, as, much, as, as much good as that might do you, um, there aren't many organizations that, that that's a sustainable way of changing culture, right? And so we have to, we have to shift people's focus. We have to focus people on on what is being affected by the by the toxic culture and get their mindset away from some of these negative things and and I can think of you know sometimes it's just it's bickering at the service counter people are paying more attention to what the other person's doing than what they're doing maybe they're maybe it's a pay plan issue and the and the pay plan is focused them on just total sales and not and gotten away from from production or gotten away from customer satisfaction. And so maybe we maybe we need to just focus them in a in a different direction. And and yes, this takes time, but if we can figure out what metric we want to move and then we can put processes in place to start to move that metric, we're going to be we're going to be better off, all right? But look, before you even start these three steps, you've got to commit, right? Because the first step in changing culture is admitting the current culture is not healthy and making a commitment to change it. And Look, honestly, this may be a this may be a long shot meeting where everybody airs their grievances and what we get out of it is a commitment from everybody to change shop culture. And maybe we get a signature on a on a pledge that says, I am pledging to do my part to to make a more positive shop culture here. Um, it can be it could just be a single commitment by a single individual, but I'd rather see the commitment from the group. Because look, you're not the only one that sees it. Everybody feels it, and in a lot of these organizations, that's why you have the turnover you have. And so it's not—it's an elephant in the room that we need to address. So bring everybody together. Let's get a commitment from from everybody, and and you know, may, it could be as simple as the commitment's just not to support the existing culture. We're going to support a new culture, and then we can move forward with with these three steps. Um, you know, culture is people, right? Culture is people. Employee attitudes and actions form the culture of an organization. If you're going to change a culture, you've got to change at least the actions that will then affect the attitudes. And so to change actions, this is where the measuring and monitoring piece comes in and the process piece comes in. I like to start with actions because changing people is hard. And changing attitudes is hard. There's a lot of skepticism. There's a lot of negativity in our business. 
And so let's change actions. Let's find a metric that we can focus people on. Let's, let's provide some training so that they can feel confident that they can accomplish some of these goals. And let's, let's go from there. I, you know, a lot of it is, is goal setting. A lot of it is recognizing what's going on and then setting a new goal. But identify what that culture, the current culture is impacting. It could be poor productivity. It could be low gross profit. It could be upset customers. It could be employee turnover. It could be all kinds of things. And once you get that, that identified, well, now we can pick some, some specific actions. And once we pick some specific actions to modify, we can set expectations for what the new action is. And I start simple. I start with a single aspect of the culture that you want to change. Once I, once I figure out what I want to change, I set a new expectation. I establish an expectation. I establish a way to measure that expectation. And then I hold people accountable. And, and when I say hold people accountable, oftentimes that's just a quick conversation first thing in the morning. Hey, going to hit your goal this week? What, what, have you, what have you found in the way of hitting that goal? Is there something you realize you don't know or you know something I didn't provide you with? And, you know, after a while, when they start to figure out it's for real, but you got to be consistent in checking in with them, once they start to figure out it's real, they start to come around. And, and, and it's, I won't say it's magic, but it's darn close to magic. Um, you know, take for an example, say we want a customer first attitude. Well, how are we going to measure customer first? Maybe, maybe we measure number of comebacks. Maybe we have too many comebacks, so we're going to measure comebacks. It could be we're going to measure the number of shuttle rides we give customers. We're going to measure the number of times we actually finish and deliver the vehicle on time. Maybe we count customer referrals. That's a that's a pretty good way of knowing how we're doing, right? Maybe we daily check our Google reviews. It could just be a tick sheet, right? That we're going to we're going to keep track of these on. Maybe it's not even a metric in the service management system. That's okay. Um, you know, think about what would it mean in your organization to put customer first and, and how would you track that? You know, you could measure gross profit. You could measure number of positive or negative reviews. Again, comebacks. Um, you know, it could be a piece of paper thing, right? It could be how many quality control checks do we do? How many, how many call-out notices do we get from employees? How many job applications do we have people wanting to come in here? You know, there's all kinds of ways to understand what your culture is like and whether you're making a difference or not. Once you've identified the area you want to change and you've identified the metric that you want to use, then you've got to hold a meeting. Now, the first meeting is going to be to get the commitment. I wouldn't do that as part of this meeting. Uh, I would assume that we've already got the commitment, so we've already done the commitment meeting. Now we know what we want to change. Now we know what metric we want to measure and monitor. And I'm going to hold another meeting. I'm going to I'm going to show what that metric is. I'm going to talk about what the new normal would look like. I'll probably show everybody how to access that metric. Um, and then we're going to talk about expectations. We're, we're going to talk about what that new normal looks like and what the expectations for every individual, the technicians, the advisors, the receptionists, the, the, the shuttle driver. We're all going to meet together so we all hear it at the same time in the same way. And it goes along with that that commitment piece. So once I have the metric, then I'm gonna I'm gonna hold this meeting and I'm gonna say, here's what the new normal is. Remember that if you're going to change culture, 
change is necessary. You have to communicate constantly and consistently. And this means every day, this might mean multiple times a day for a a fairly long period of time, folks. I mean, it's going to be more than 30 days. I, I would say it's probably 90 days or more that you're going to have to do this. You're going to have to learn to give feedback. You're going to have to learn to coach. Uh, you know, look, if, if you really, really, really need culture change in your organization, I encourage you to get involved in the 30-day gross profit challenge because in that 30-day gross profit challenge, we give you a specific task to focus on every single day. And many of those tasks are related to managing employees, they're related to, to moving metrics, to implementing processes, to creating a better culture in the organization. Because organizations with solid culture have really good gross profit. So get involved in that 30-day gross profit challenge. But know that you've got to constantly communicate that new change. You've got to give positive feedback. You've got to learn not to give negative feedback or, or at least to, to gently give negative feedback. Uh, you know, oftentimes just having goals will help everybody. It, it, it just it tells everybody where they need to be. It gives them something different to focus on rather than that day-to-day, -day, whatever it is that got your culture where it got, right? Remember the J-curve of change, though, because when you're trying to change culture, this is a, this is a real challenge. You have... You have performance at a certain level, right? You've got financial performance at a certain level. And then you come in and, and you've got your cape on and you say, we're going to change the organizational culture around here. We're far too negative. It's starting to, starting to weigh on customers. We're starting to chase customers away. And there's going to be some loud voice in that group because we're dealing with a slightly toxic culture here. It's going to say, yeah, all right, here comes the boss with another idea. And you're going to, lay out the you know the shop meeting you're gonna commitment from everybody and the grumbly voice is gonna go yeah yeah you got my word i'll help sure no problem just like last time and they'll sign off and you'll get a commitment from everybody and then you'll you'll identify the the focus area and the metric you want to measure you'll have the next meeting and that voice might get a little bit louder in the next meeting and go oh so we're still doing this are we yeah okay Yep, I'll play along with this. What do we? What do you want to talk about today? Uh huh. And and they'll you know they'll just be kind of winking at, at other people in the room, and then they'll pull somebody aside after the meeting and go, Yeah, I've been through this before. Let me tell you how this is going to go. All right, I can tell you exactly how this is going to go. Mark my words. And you'll implement some of these changes, and you're tracking this metric, whatever that metric is, and maybe you're going to see it go the wrong way. You're going to see it go down. It's going to drop. And then that loud voice in that in that toxic culture is going to get even louder. And they're going to go, yep, told you this wasn't going to work. This was a brilliant idea, huh? And the sarcasm will increase and, and the pushback will increase. And maybe they get somebody on their side and now there's two voices. And the biggest mistake you can make is to pull the plug on all this. Because when you're asking for things to be done a new way, a different way, not everybody's used to it. Not everybody is going to be efficient at it. Not everybody's going to know how and what to do. But if you can push through that drop in, in production or that, that drop in whatever metric you're measuring and get everybody realizing that we are going to do this, that we are going to move forward, then eventually you're going to start to see the growth um, we call it the J-curve of change. I've done a, a bunch of videos on this stuff. Uh, there is actually a culture change video at the Service Sales Academy. 
And the J curve of change really depends on hanging in there and and making sure everybody knows the the expectation, making sure everybody knows what we're trying to change, having a metric, having a target, having daily consistent communication. And those that those that don't fit the new norm, if you stick through this J curve of change, they'll generally move themselves on. You know, occasionally we've had to move somebody on because uh, they just weren't getting the message and didn't want to change. But generally, they will they will move themselves on. Oftentimes, you don't have to fire anybody. So remember that there is opportunity here. Once you have the accountability tool, you can change that part of the culture, and you can you can then take what you did. You can take a different area of the culture, a different metric, and you can do the same thing with it. And you can focus on on one focus area at a time. And if someone moves along because they just didn't they just didn't work with that last change real well, guess what you have the opportunity to do now? You have the opportunity, a very real opportunity, to be much more intentional with your hiring. And so I encourage you, go check out the, the interviewing videos, the hiring process videos. Uh, all part of the Endorsed Service Sales Professional Program. Uh, you can get that at ctionline.com. Get an onboarding process implemented. Get a, a review process implemented. You know, Join that 30-day gross profit. If you want to get a bunch of these things implemented, join the 30-day gross profit challenge and get some of these things implemented. And you're going you're gonna to see culture get better and better and better. And listen, it could take a year. It could take two years, but just know that it's something that you can do if you do so intentionally, if you do so with commitment, and if you do so with process, metrics, and goal setting, you will get there. So folks, if you want to change culture, then you need to identify the specific piece of the culture you want to change. You've got to figure out what metric you're going to use to measure it. You've got to set expectations, and you've got to communicate constantly. And if you can do those things, you can change the culture of your organization. Okay? Thanks for listening, folks. I hope you continue to listen to us. Shoot me a comment. Let me know what you'd like to see here, what you don't want to see and hear. And uh, until we meet again, keep up the great work and never, ever stop learning.